I'm Jo Chan Yan. And I'm Donna He, and we are two brand designers who met on Instagram and now we are great friends. We can't get enough about nurturing your brand and your mindset when it comes to building a conscious vision-led business. We love honest conversations and digging deep into the things that contribute to your path in making a positive impact in the world. Hello and welcome to the Brand Journey Podcast. All right, we are so excited to have another episode here. I'll have one question for Joe uh, with mm-hmm. a little uh, icebreaker. I hope this is not too difficult to answer. Um, okay, what is a brand that you absolutely love so much that you are either devoted to or you just love buying their product or service and you've told other people about? Wow. Is it too hard? <laughs> no, it, it's a great question. This is more of a recent thing. I've only purchased, admittedly, just the one product so far, but I really love how it makes me feel. And it is a brand called Leaf. It's an Australian-based brand, and they feature a lot of Australian native floral and uh, eucalyptus scents and different ingredients in their hair care and shampoo and oh. moisturizers and things like that. I just love also the packaging. I think I it's really beautiful. I love the packaging. Yeah. For me, is very resonant of what I how I feel about Australia in terms of it being bright and sunny, but there's this really grounded, earthy practicality to it. Yeah. And yeah, the reason why I really love the product that I've used currently is I went to a sauna and I was so excited because I haven't been out for a while <laughs> um, and I haven't really done anything special. Like a sauna for me is something to do that's very indulgent and very like special. So I did my session and then in the bathroom, they had this product in the shower and I remember just the smell of mm. this lemon myrtle as I was using the product. And I just, yeah, really fell in love with it. And now I, I use it sparingly as a shampoo because I want it to last <laughs> as long as possible. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, it's it's really beautiful. And I think I love the idea, the concept behind it. I love the fact that it ties back into my home country and I love the modern contemporary look and feel because a lot of Australian native uh, moisturizers and skincare products can have like a botanical kind of old style look and feel a lot of these ones on the shelf have that look and feel but I really like that this is very modern and crisp and clean oh that's cool that's nice. Yeah. yeah, it's such a great question to ponder because as someone who's so passionate about brands and packaging. And packaging, yeah. Yeah, it was actually really difficult to pick just the one or one that I feel like I have a deep loyalty to. I think that's mm-hmm. the harder part for me because I tend to enjoy the exploration of lots of different brands. Mm -hmm. But yeah, thank you so much for asking that question and icebreaker. The concept for our episode today is going to be questions for 
Donahue. So are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So my first question for you is what does that typical day look like? Waking up, making coffee. Usually I either water some plants or go outside. Right now I've been really enjoying really slow mornings. I love, love, love slow mornings. Mm. I love not having to start work until like 9 or 10. That feels like a really nice treat, self-care to get into the day and let your mind sort of wake up. And it's nice. I love that. So then I'll just work for a while, take a break, work some more. Sometimes I forget to eat. That's terrible. Mm -hmm. And so lately I've been uh, working out in the mornings before I get to work. And then I'll break for dinner and make dinner probably around six or seven. Mm-hmm. We'll have dinner and then we'll just watch like a show or two. And that's pretty much it. It's kind of a boring day. <laughs> um, but I in between. Slow mornings yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I love that too. In between, you know, sometimes we'll take the dog out. Usually my husband does that. But if I have time, then I can take a break and go. And especially when I feel like really worn down, like mentally, it's a nice break to have. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like nothing very exciting. Mm. (laughs) Do you find that because it's summer over there, your routine or your daily habits are a little bit different? Yes. And do they change a little bit? Like what, what does winter, like a wintry routine look like for you? Yeah, I think that's when I feel more excited to do the meditation and the just because it's too cold to be outside first of all I feel cozy enough to want to just relax and have a cozy morning meditating or something like that what would you like to do more of in your day that you're currently not doing at the moment or not doing enough of I would really like to have a more consistent like eating schedule I'm just Mm. really bad at making the time to be consistent with eating at the same time. I go a lot with if I'm hungry or not hungry rather than like just eating at certain times or throughout the day or whatever. So I'll have either a late breakfast and then I won't have lunch till three, which is closer to dinner. And that sometimes can be such Mm. a stressful decision for me because I'm like how much do I eat because dinner is getting close I don't want to get too full but I'm very very hungry because I haven't eaten in like five hours or whatever it's a bad bad habit that I really want to get better at with consistency I just have probably better energy and and then also the workout that would probably help Mm. Right. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I'm not going to work out after eating, and I'm not going to work out when I'm starving. (laughs) I think that's really tricky, right? Because working for yourself and having meetings and client work that is variable throughout the week, it's really difficult to have routine with our work because we don't really know exactly what we're going to be working on week to week. Mm -hmm. It changes so much. That, I think, also makes it really difficult to find consistency within that working time. I experience the same thing as well. And then sometimes think it can get to a point where I want to be really routine and consistent, 
I'm only going to eat at this time and I'm going to have this amount of right. lunch because I feel like lunch is the most important. So I shouldn't overindulge in my dinner. But then I'm like, I really want to indulge in my dinner. <laughs> so I think sometimes I go between this instinctive need to feel comfortable with food like for me comfort yes comes from food yes um and I'm always like having those conversations in my head but yeah I think the consistency thing is definitely something that I want to work on as well so it's a good reminder a lot of people that I talk to that are you know work from home struggle with that same thing Mm. and I've put it on my schedule I literally (laughs) have a sticky note on my computer with the times of when I'm gonna do what Mm. I think it's tough when especially when you have varying days of not every day is the same yeah. You know, Wednesdays is our recording day. I have a Wednesday routine. I have a Monday routine. I have a Tuesday. Mm. Yeah, I need to figure that out. Yeah. I think we'll catch up like in a few months time and just see how we go with that because <laughs> I need to get better at it as well. Awesome. So the next question is, what is something that you have invested your time and energy into that's not related to your business? So it might be like buying a really expensive guitar or it might be like <laughs> putting your money into, I don't know, Tai Chi lessons or what, whatever that could be. I wish what is it Tai Chi lessons. <laughs> um, no, I think this past year has been a lot of plants and gardening. And Mm -hmm. that mainly has come from, one, being in a pandemic, not being able to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, Mm -hmm. two, also from us deciding that we would stay in this rental property for a little while. Before, I was afraid of setting some roots and spending money that you're not going to get back, you know, because it's not your house. I love to nest and I love to have do things around the house. I love making things cozy and comfortable and just a lot of my projects are house projects. So I kind of invested last year and even this year a lot in like plants and growing and propagating and then the backyard and making it as nice as we can with what we have and what we're able to, to grow some vegetables that I've tried to do in the past and haven't succeeded at. So that's been really nice. And then I like learning new stuff. I would love to be a carpenter, like a woodworker or something. That's really fun. I feel like the possibilities yeah. are endless with the with that, you know, skill. So it's always yeah. fun to like try to do stuff like that. In the past has been like, I love dancing like we talked about salsa dancing and swing dancing so that was something that I loved putting time and practice into that I miss I haven't done that in a few years but I would love to get back to that because mm. it's just so joyful to me and it's also very fun and very active so it's like I don't have to think about working out when I can just think about having fun and dance <laughs> mm. so yeah. yeah I love that I think that you've captured all the different uh, like themes around, you know, doing something inside the house or sorry, in your garden, (laughs) part of your house. You've talked about something that's creative, woodworking, and then something that's really expressive, like that is good for moving the body as well, which is like dancing. That's such a awesome trifecta of 
different things. <laughs> I like how you broke it down. <laughs> do you dance? Do you do any dancing? No, I I'm I feel like I can only do various versions of my own contemporary style dance, which is basically nothing. It's just like me moving my arms wherever I feel like they should be moved. And according to my partner, uh, I don't have a very good sense of rhythm, but I feel like I do. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I don't oh. think I'm very good. I think I can dance if I make up the rules. <laughs> I can't dance to like hey. certain steps because my feet get really confused. Yeah. That's good. You should make up your rules when you're dancing. Yeah. It's harder to do that yeah. when you're like, you know, partner dancing. I can't. Yeah, that, that's why if I'm partnered up, I get immediately nervous. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to get my foot stepped on or I'm going to kick someone by accident. Like, <laughs> What about your partner? Does he dance? He is, he has like a general sense of rhythm. I actually haven't seen him dance properly we've done like movements on the dance floor <laughs> I wouldn't go in little movements on the dance floor and he has like a natural sense of rhythm but he's not investing time and energy into <laughs> dancing <laughs> my next question for you is more around business so we've talked about things that you like to do outside of business. This is around like how you move within your business. So how do you navigate the ups and downs and the sheer inconsistency, I guess, that we experience as people who run our own business? <sighs> this is something that I'm just constantly working on. The thing that first comes to mind is, first of all, like remembering that things are not always perfect and that things will fluctuate. And that's okay. Just move through it. And then when these ups and downs come, I tend to focus on the lack of rather than the things that I've accomplished or like remembering where I am and how I got here. Acknowledging and celebrating those accomplishments, I think that can really lift my confidence, nothing is permanent. Things are temporary. Mm. And when I have, when I remind myself of that, I know that soon like change will come or something else will happen. I think we tend to think of something that's like a hard time or something bad that happened in a negative way when it's happening. And then later we realize that it might not be a negative thing, that it really allowed mm, you to a good point. either get to a better place or learn something or it opened another door or a possibility or something like that. When it comes to like stress or feeling like burned out, then taking the time to recharge, acknowledging like, yes, that I'm burned out, <laughs> that I do need mm. the time to recharge and that I deserve the time to recharge. Mm. I can't keep going full time, you know. It's just mm. nobody can. We're going to like mm. not make it to where we want to make it if we continue in that path. Mm. And that comes with also disconnecting. Sometimes when I feel overwhelmed about everything, I'm just getting input, a lot of input, a lot of input, a lot of input. 
and I get overwhelmed, whether it's like work, working on my business, or even just social media. So I just tend to disconnect. (laughs) I just tend to like quiet everything. Because at that point, I easily open up Instagram and I'm easily Mm. overwhelmed. So to me, that's a big Mm -hmm. red flag and a big signal of this isn't necessary. Take a step back and like take a break. Mm. Don't have to keep Mm. doing all the things all the time. So being realistic about not being perfect or realistic about perfection, I guess I should say, when things don't go the way you expect them, it doesn't mean that it's a failure, like you're not doing enough or anything like that. It just means that maybe it's not the right answer or it's not the right Mm. path or maybe it's just taking taking a little bit longer than you expected it to take. Mm. And all of those things are okay. When you know these things, like I have to remember to have that conversation with myself when I'm feeling down, when Mm. I'm starting to feel like, okay, this is becoming a struggle for whatever reason. Mm. Remembering to have this conversation and saying all the things that I just said, (laughs) you know, so that I can get back on track. The main thing that's made a big difference recently has been seeing things that are actually less important than I'm making it out to be in my mind. So Mm. when I find that I'm stressing out over something, such as someone replying to me on an email or sending through an invoice or it could be any of those things, a lot of the time it's just because I've made that to be important. And in the grand scheme of things, it's probably Mm -hmm. not that important. So I end up recognizing it and I almost imagine myself zooming back out into the grand scheme of my life. And I realize, okay, in my whole life, that email is just one email that I'm going to receive out of the 500,000 emails that we receive in our lives. It's probably (laughs) not that important when it gets to my inbox. And recognizing how insignificant that is in the bigger trajectory of how I live my life means that I can let that go and it's no longer important. And the best thing about that is that often that email comes through within the next few hours or the next day, just because I'm no longer checking my inbox and attached to it. The moment we just detach from the things we're trying to control it allows things to flow so much easily. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the main thing that I've been trying to do to just manage some of those ups and downs. Because the ups are great, that's fine, but it gets to a point where you will move through these cycles of ups and downs. That's just the reality of running a business. As we are able to manage the ups, we should also be able to manage the downs in a way where we can still be hopeful and positive about our business rather than Mm -hmm. feeling like all the wheels are coming off. Right. Which sometimes I feel like when I'm coming back down, you know? Yeah, like being mentally prepared for it. Almost thinking it's a given that's going to happen. Prepare yourself, you know? Yeah. Yes. Or thinking this is like the worst turn of events right or it is some way related to our value as human beings because it's not it's just the trajectory of our business 
yeah, that's helped me a lot in managing the ups and downs. Uh, let's move on to a <laughs> something a little lighter than the depths of our business. <laughs> I want to know a little bit more about your puppy. Tell me about Aww. your puppy because I love talking about dogs. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can talk about dogs forever. Um, <laughs> her name is Nala, like Simba Nala from The Lion King, and she is a whippet. They've been around for mm. I think early 1900s. And they were bred to go catch small animals, Mm. squirrels and those kinds of little furry things. We've had her since she was a puppy and she's now eight years old. She has so much personality. She really tries to communicate with you a lot. I love, like I got into dog training and dog communication. There's this using buttons and trying to train your dog to communicate through the buttons so like obsessed (laughs) about this so I bought her one button right yes how's that working not great (laughs) not great (laughs) but I don't know what I'm doing wrong so I'm gonna look into the uh because there's a community that you can go into and like ask questions so I'm gonna I'm gonna see what I can do to um make it work she pressed the button twice already but I don't think she knows what she's doing anyway it's 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 been fun I'm super like obsessed about seeing this and seeing all the amazing dogs who are speaking like who are talking through the buttons and just how accurate and the whole study behind it it's really really cool Mm. Um, it's fascinating they say the funniest things with those buttons I know yeah. <laughs> if anybody if anybody's <laughs> interested, check out on Instagram at what about bunny. They're paired up um with like a group study. They're studying dogs wow. and cats and other animals oh, on nice. this whole thing. And they sell the little kits of the of the buttons and they've improved them over the past year or so. And so I just bought one and wanted to give it a shot. But it's amazing, amazing. It's so cool. Nala is super duper. She's so, so affectionate and so sweet. And she loves people. When she gets to know you and, like, she's seen you not a stranger anymore, she loves you. And she just gets so excited to see. She goes crazy. She goes crazy. (laughs) But one thing I really want to do, because she's really great at training and she loves food, so it's easy to train with her and she likes doing fun things like that. Before the pandemic started, I wanted to get her into a dog circus. <laughs> oh, what's a dog circus? I haven't heard of this. Because they have all the like... Like an agility course? Yes, yeah. She would love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could, we could spend like the whole episode talking about dog circus. Seriously. <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> dog people. <laughs> um, so... Going back to business, um, I wanted to learn what was the biggest lesson that you have learned as a brand strategist and a designer? I've been detaching myself from trying to think that I have to have all the answers for my clients and that I don't have to fix all of their problems 
through yeah. the strategy, even though it can help them think of how they can grow their business and tackle some of those issues that they're, they're having. But I'm not doing the work for them. I'm just helping them get clear and I'm helping them dig stuff out that they normally wouldn't get to by themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think trying to remember that this process is all about just helping them as much as I can by being a sounding board and helping them clarify their thoughts or organize their thoughts and just helping them get to a better place from where they are when they first come to me. The biggest lesson is kind of detaching myself from that expectation, that outcome, and also remembering like I'm not here to have all the answers for them. I love that. And I think that's really applicable to a lot of business owners as well, because we all feel like we're so responsible for our customers or the overall experience that our customer has. We want it to be the best possible outcome. And at the same time, we have to let go of the fact that we can't always direct them to have the results immediately because some of those things take time and it's not just Mm -hmm. our process that is responsible for driving that. We're just one small cog in their business. They've got so many other parts and pieces that all need to work as hard to create the outcome. I think that's a really wonderful perspective to have and a realistic perspective to have. I think that's great. And how are you feeling about your business and the clients that you are serving now versus where you were maybe like three years back? First, I feel like way more focused. I think before I was at the beginning of my business, so it was just like a lot of learning, a lot of figuring things out. Now I feel like I understand who they are more and what what I can help them with that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. I feel really proud of the people who I'm working with and collaborating with and having a more streamlined process because all the times that I've had to see what I can adjust as I learn new things and as I work with new clients, there's always something new that happens that I either have to maybe make a change in my contract or update my process or get rid of things that are not really working Mm -hmm. or maybe put some sort of systems in place that I I didn't have before. I think overall, I just feel really proud of the people I work with and they're so Mm. ambitious. I'm always just so blown away by how much they want to achieve. And I love that because I can easily because I don't function in that way, I can be very excited to Mm. cheer them on and to help them get Mm. to a better place after working together so that they can start working their their way to that vision. But Mm. yeah, I I really love that. And I think that's a testament to your clients and also how you've set up your business to serve people with such big ambitions as well because you are effortlessly attracting people with very strong visions for Mm -hmm. where they want to see the world the positive impact that they want to make in the world and I think that's that's a testament to your business and the fact that you're making it possible for people to do that and to get steps closer to that that's amazing thanks Joe. 
So we're at the end of the interview, <laughs> or at the end of my my questions. The interview.、Um, the I've got a few more. The interrogation, and I have a few more rapid fire questions to ask.、Okay. So these are just quick ones.、Okay. Um, so rapid fire question number one: What's the silliest thing that you have spent a lot of money on, but was a waste of money at the end? Oh, it was a waste of money. Oh shoot! Oh, you, it doesn't have to be a waste of money. What's the silliest thing that you've spent a lot of money on? Ah, <laughs>、uh, okay. I bought an Oculus. Virtual reality、oh. game console. Oh, what? Doesn't your roommate have one? Yes,、already? so we bought it because <laughs> he got one, and I loved it. And I just had amazing workouts, and it's so fun. Like, I feel like I'm not putting any effort at all into working out. Anyway, the whole point is that this I get an amazing workout by myself. Mm. And it's way cheaper than joining the course that I was going to join, or hiring、uh, a coach, or、yeah. you know, having a program. So that's what I bought. <laughs> I love that.、Um, rapid fire question number two: What's the weirdest habit that you have? <laughs> oh gosh,、uh, I don't know, but I don't even know if this is a habit. But I really have a hard time getting rid of. Really good packaging, not like pretty packaging. I'm talking about like things like takeout boxes, like food takeout、What? that are like perfect, sturdy. We drink rum, so it's sometimes it's really hard to throw away the bottle because they're、yeah. so beautiful. I can understand like, that. <laughs> or、um, like even the vegan butter that we buy, it comes in this like square container. I、mm. I don't know I even like really good boxes. <laughs> it's not about like the design <laughs> of the package. It's just about the structure. This is a perfectly good plastic <laughs> box, and I could use you, it for. But you reuse it for other things. So I was collecting a、yes. lot. And、yeah. using it for plants, all kinds of plant-related stuff. But it got to the point where we have like a little storage system in our deck, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I I can't fit anymore. I don't have a problem getting rid of it, but I just don't like getting. I don't like the fact、mm. that it goes into the trash when yes, it's a perfectly yes, good thing that can、it. be reused. But I just don't have the use for all of it all the time. <laughs> it's not a bad. It's not a weird habit. It's just I don't know who who does that, but. I do. We do as well, and for many Chinese families who have had parents who like buying tofu, there's probably a little stash of tofu containers <laughs> in someone's、yes. house somewhere. But we, yeah, my parents have collected <gasps> tofu containers for years. They buy it once a week,、yes. and they will you reuse it as instead of having Tupperware, they'll have their tofu containers to do like leftovers and things like that. Yes, so, yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> the joke in、uh, Latino families are when you go to the fridge and you are excited about using. Butter or something to butter your toast, and you go in there,、mm-hmm. and it's a half-used bell pepper. <laughs> you know, it's something completely unexpected, not exactly what you're looking for, <laughs> because we tend to reuse all of these plastic containers、yes. to like for leftovers and that kind of thing. Yeah, something that you can get super engrossed in. 
dog related things. Yes. <laughs> uh, dog behavior training. And then like, I love anything that has to do with living small or living in different Campus yeah. yeah. What can you do to save money? Uh, home renovations or like organizing, and then obviously plants and gardening stuff like yes. that. Yes, I <laughs> concur, hundred <laughs> percent. If you loved this episode and got some valuable insight from it, make sure you hit the subscribe button and follow us over on Instagram at The Brand Journey to keep up to date with our newest episodes. And you know what would be absolutely amazing? If you left us a review so we can support more business owners like you on their journey for crafting a conscious and visionary brand. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time.